welcome to another episode of Perspective, episode number who knows at this point. A lot, a lot. <laughs> you guys have been through a lot, honestly. I mean, in the sense of you've been actually sustaining us, but also kind of, you know, bearing with us, you know, <laughs> all this time. Yeah. So one, thank you so much for uh, all of those. One hour per episode. Uh, last episode that I uploaded was episode number 17. So that's 17 of hours, 17 plus hours yeah. of listening. Well, thank you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> if you've been through all that with us, thank you very much. We really appreciate it. We, we feel you very near. We like you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because we can tell to our bosses that we are actually doing something that matters. Yeah. <clears throat> and... Speaking of something that matters, today topic of the episode is stereotypes. I've been looking forward to this very much. Me yeah. too. Especially after what I found. <laughs> yeah, guys, really, because I, I, what you said is uh, really important. I think meaningful is the right word because right now, I mean, I think that in general, human beings need to be reminded very often that this is something they have to reflect upon with some critical thinking because uh, we tend to forget that maybe labeling people is not such a good thing but especially in this historical moment and especially in this continent uh, I would say that it's important to just dwell a little more on this and try to just spending time talking about this for me uh, we're contributing to the health of this planet what about you? What do you think? Well, I think we have problem with stereotypes right now and labels in general. Because I don't mind being called if I'm calling that myself. But if somebody says, oh, because you are calling yourself this, you are also this, this and this. I tend to have some problems with on my personal um, scale, but on a more wider scale, especially when I look at what is happening in Poland right now, people are pushing labeling in general, not just stereotypes, but labeling people and situations in general to such a degree that I'm amazed how we are existing still as a country. Which, of course, is not a good thing because <laughs> I would like to someday to come to a land that it's still called Poland, not something else. Mm. But before we delve into the bad side of stereotypes, while I was looking, while I was researching for the episode, as you know, we do research sometimes quite a lot. I found something that I knew about it before, but I didn't know that it is actually official thing. So there is a guy... And that brilliant guy, brilliant guy, truly. He is called, I'm sorry, I will butcher this for sure. Janko Tsvetskov, something like that. He's a Bulgarian artist who lives in Spain, writes in English and publishes books in many other countries. Um, so just the scope of this, he's from here lives here but speaks this <laughs> for me personally it's wow kudos to you but he had brilliant idea to 
create uh, atlas of prejudice. Yes. And there are two parts. There's one that he uh, published quite some years ago. And recently he wrote a second part. And actually uh, looking into his blog and he has a website as well, he uh, had opportunity to publish the second book because the first one was so popular. Uh, he wanted to, well, he wanted to and he got opportunity to publish the second part with a publishing company, but they wanted to change a lot of things and huh. he said no. <laughs> so course. he published the book as an independent author. And you may ask, what is the Atlas of Prejudice? Good question. We know and we kind of don't know at the same time. <laughs> mm, yeah. It's it's funny. It's funny. Say. It's strange. And it's true. Like, I remember the first time I started, you know, these the images because it's full of graphs and in general of uh, images of Europe or of the world that divided by lines uh, telling you what people think of other people and how we divide also our geographic space into categories. And I remember that years ago when these images started circulating online, I was amazed because this guy, and then I was curious because, I mean, who is this guy? How does he know about, in that case, Italy? How does he know that we actually think these things? How does, does he know that we have these exact prejudices about these people? And I was absolutely amazed by the kind of research he must have done for this and by how insight you can get into, really, into the mind of a people uh, through his... Uh, his atlas it's amazing yeah and also in the atlas that he published both first and second words it's not just the atlas itself and we literally mean an atlas yes. a book of maps mm -hmm. just a different kind of one yeah <laughs> uh, he also has uh, some essays and in general uh, writings uh, not only from him but also from other people but uh, starting on the lighter note on his blog there is 20 ways to break Europe. And it's simple map of Europe, not European Union, Europe as a whole continent. So the UK is still there. The UK <laughs> is still there. Also Russia. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, just to name a few, like there is a line cutting through and it's literally like the line that you should cut with scissors. Sunny and cloudy. Yes. Or... Uh, Tomato Europe, potato Europe. Yes, there is also butter Europe and olive oil Europe. Yes. <laughs> That's my favorite, obviously. Uh, what I need to laugh for two things. There's one map. Wine Europe, beer Europe, vodka That's Europe. <laughs> the beer one is just a tiny bit of mm. Central Europe, UK and Iceland. But what I appreciate, and I kindly need to disagree with it, uh, Tea Europe and Coffee Europe. Tea Europe and Coffee Europe, it's true. So, Tea Europe is essentially Russia, some parts of Estonia, 
and maybe some part of Belarus and Ukraine, but that's pretty much it. And, and the, the circle <laughs> around UK and Ireland. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need to kindly disagree because I don't drink coffee. <laughs> Me neither. So, you know, but I mean, we'll get to the part of the yes. podcast when... And coffee Europe is, of course, of course, everything else. Yeah, I remember that there was this division between emotionally repressed and sexually repressed. That for me is I'm looking excellent. at it right now. Excellent. <laughs> Just like, but it's true. I mean, it is. It's amazing. I mean, really, guys. I've been to Romania this weekend, last weekend, and it's amazing the difference between Hungary and Romania. And you know, the funny thing is that I was with me were. We were a group of me and another Italian, a Spanish girl, a German girl, and a Russian girl. So, everything, really. And I was talking with my Russian friend, and she was telling me how Romania, for her, was a lot more similar to Russia than Hungary. And I was telling her how Romania, for me, was a lot more similar to Italy than Hungary. And uh, it's amazing how, really... This difference, sexually repressed, emotionally repressed, it's absolutely true on a general scale, obviously, yes. because we will get to the point. Of course. The general scale we have to. Will, not, will have to be contradicted, of course. Uh, and, well, one other map, old Europe, new Europe. Wow. Yeah. Old Europe is, of course, Spain uh, until, like, Poland is cut through half, more or less, and the new Europe is. Yeah. <laughs> Over the dark side. <laughs> yeah, where things are actually happening, where people are making children. and Yeah. yeah. And another one that, again, I kindly need to disagree with, <laughs> but I get the point. Religious Europe and Aphis Europe. Absolutely. And this time, the circle is in Poland. <laughs> <laughs> I kindly need to disagree because I'm Aphis. Of course, of <laughs> but, course. But... Uh, like truly google those maps uh, if you can and read about it because we will touch upon some of the things but it's impossible to get through everything yes Mm -hmm. um and now going into europe Mm -hmm. and some of stereotypes and maybe why they are there i need to say some stereotypes when i was reading um the ones that we had access to because of course we cannot well we could buy a pdf of the book but the book is a little bit expensive because published uh, yeah. so but there are some few maps that um, you have access to because also the author um, published them online so we have europe according to austria great britain bulgaria france germany greece italy poland that we will focus on them probably the yeah. most <laughs> russia Spain, Switzerland, Vatican. This will be interesting. Vatican shouldn't. That, okay, sorry. I won't. I won't tell this because otherwise we'll start talking about politics. But for me, Vatican shouldn't be a country. But that's the end of it. Sorry. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Turkey and Luxembourg. Mm-hmm. And this one be, will be interesting as well. When I was reading some of them, mm, the stereotypes that he put into the country and sometimes uh, countries are connected they're merged or sometimes part of the country is called different than the other part yeah. which is interesting to yeah. see but uh, some of them were like "Ooh, did you really do that mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so there are a few interesting ones for sure uh, 
But I think I need to start with Great Britain because... Go ahead. I, Anarchy in the UK. Yes. I love the country. Uh, <laughs> first of all, Great Britain, according to Great Britain, is semi-United Kingdom. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Which was like, okay, maybe something interesting. France, the north of France, is shops. <laughs> the south of France is countryside. <laughs> yeah. Where you go on vacation for Brits. <laughs> Could you guess what is Italy according to Great Britain? Probably macaroni eaters or spaghetti eaters or Berlusconi, mafia people. Not even close. No? Tan men with gray hair. Yes, that's it. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, yeah. For I can see, you see sexually repressed, emotionally repressed, yeah. the difference. Yeah, that's it. Tanned uh, men with gray hair. It's amazing. <laughs> But I can see how a, a British person can come to Italy and notice only that. Like, I mean, or in general have that idea. Amazing. Yeah. Well, for me, I noticed that because when I was uh, living in uh, Portugal for uh, the half a year, there was a lot of Spanish people and Italian as well. But Spanish group was very big. Well, it's right next to it. So, of course, it's easier for them to go to Erasmus to Portugal. I have a friend, he's 26, 7, and half of his hair are gray. Yeah. Granted, you'll notice it more because his hair are black. Dark, yeah, dark. So, so, of course, you, the gray hair will stand up more. But when I met him the first time, when we, were like, we got closer together, and I, I asked him, like, but why? I, I know there, this is connected also with genetics and a couple of other things but it was like well and he was like well I don't know but I preferred this from going bold because his father went bold in his age that's how to take it philosophically yeah and he said I prefer this than having no hair at all yeah. <laughs> I would agree yeah but well going back to Italy we'll leave the Great Britain for a while <laughs> what do you think Austria thinks of Italy oh my god they hate us they think we're First of all, in general, Germanic people believe that we're absolutely incapable of having a structure in our lives. So they believe, first of all, that we're always late. We don't know how to drive. We don't know how to follow the rules or laws in general. We kindly apologize if you hear the drilling noise. Yes, it's um, not up to us. Sorry, special effects, you know. Yes. <laughs> so, and uh, yeah, so definitely something really bad. Something along the lines of people, absolutely unreliable people. No. What is it? Bad classical music. Oh my <laughs> god! I am offended. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, okay, so Austrian people, I see what you mean, but have you ever listened to a New Year's concert? So, the New Year's concert in La Fenice, the theater in Venice, is beautiful. Why? Because at least we have different things. We have Puccini, we have Rossini, we have Verdi, we have a lot of people, a lot of composers, a lot of different stuff. If you listen to the New Year's concert in Vienna, it's just Strauss. And honestly, two hours and a half of just Strauss. I mean, Strauss is wonderful, of course, but I mean, guys, a little imagination, okay? <laughs> so, but of course, we all love Mozart. But Mozart also did his operas in Italian. So you might have better classical music than us, but it's still in Italian. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bulgaria. 
Oh, Bulgaria for Austrians? No, 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 for Italy. For Italy? No idea. Probably like land of nowhere, no man's land. Spaghettia. Spaghettia. Okay. I think that, you wanted like, the spaghetti. So. I think that people in Italy don't even know where Bulgaria is. I can yeah. say that that you may know, be actually true. something that I learned quite recently and that made me that really shocked me. So, in general, Italians have this stereotype about everybody else that people are less clean than them. And so, in general, I also need to say that Italians have a very serious inferiority complex in general somebody from abroad might ask themselves why but it's absolutely true they believe that anywhere outside of italy is better maybe except from africa hmm? so for italians it's quite shocking to understand that in general i mean they they have a conflict on the one side they believe that everything outside of italy is better than them but from the other they believe that everybody is much more dirty than them and it's so weird because just if you go outside of italy nobody has a bidet you know when you poop you clean your bottom for us that's normal because you need to be clean Outside of Italy, that is not normal. So we believe that everybody else is dirty. And um, it's so funny because recently I heard that. So Hungarians in general are very racist because they haven't been exposed to the world. In yes. General. So unfortunately. And you know what's the funny thing? Do you know what the stereotype about Italians that they have? They think they're dirty. Of all stereotypes, they associate Italians with gypsies. Which is weird because the greatest community of gypsies in Europe is in Hungary, apart from Romania, of yeah. course. And also that so part of Europe is the... Yeah, but they associated Italy with gypsies and paradoxically, they believe that Italians are dirty. When Italians Have believe that everybody else is... Like, because yeah. I don't know if you notice, if you're going with a train to Budapest or from Budapest, just that... Just outside of Budapest, that part when it's not really a city anymore, but not another city. Uh, next to the tracks, there's a lot of, I'm guessing, gypsy houses because yeah. they are made up of everything. But and the dirt yeah. that is around them, it's unimaginable. Yeah. And that's why they associate gypsies with Italy and so with filth. And that's it's interesting. so paradoxical because Italians believe that everybody else is dirtier than them. But you see how it works? Yeah, it's that's... so interesting how paradoxical these notions are of the world, really. But please go on. Okay. <laughs> France. What France thinks of Italy. France. Uh, it's a love-hate relationship between France and Italy. Yeah, you're true. Both ways. In the sense that, for, for instance, for Italians, French people are their cousins, but also they're like, you know, very snob. Uh, so yeah, so what do we, what and do the wine think? is worst in France and stuff like that. For France, it's the same. So on the one side, there we are, their cousins. But on the other side, it's you know, you know, the wine yeah. is worse. People are you know, nah, you know, no. So what you think they said? I don't know, something like again, spaghetti eaters or something. <laughs> Noisy, friendly people. Noisy, friendly people. I think that's quite accurate. Yeah. <laughs> so. Unfortunately, I need to agree with noisy, friendly people. <laughs> again, the... Yeah, we are. Quiet we are. and noisy part of Europe. Mm -hmm. Okay, Germany. Germany? So what we think of Germany? No, what, what Germany thinks of you. Oh my God, they hate us, I think. 
Like, no, they we are their vacation resort, so they love us for that. But, like, they despise us. They think we're, like, basically, you know, savages, something like that. Nope. No? What do they think? Pizza and museums. Pizza and museums. You see? They only come for their vacations, so... Greece. <laughs> oh, stessa faccia, stessa razza. This is actually an Italian expression that people in Greece use. We don't use it in Italy, and it means the same face, the same race. So, Greece, like, you know, us, I mean, they invaded us. They kind of created our civilizations before the Romans. So, yeah, I believe they see us as kind of their, their buddies, you know? No? Is it different? Well... <laughs> <laughs> For Greece, uh, Greece divides you into north and south. Yes, first of all. like us. Yeah, we do. And the north is thieves. Mm-hmm. The south is a uh, plagiarist. Yes, well, it's true. It's absolutely true. Yeah. Now, what Italy thinks of Italy? <laughs> okay, so Italy, as I said, has a very big inferiority complex. Uh, so Italians, on the one hand, believe that Italy is horrible that you should flee the country because everything else is better but on the other hand they're very very proud of their country some stuff some things of their country so how they would reflect that well first of all north and south two different things north is where the money is where you know where the good things are south is just poverty and desolation so i would say that italy is it's just home You know, like, it's, you know, good and bad stuff, mm, pros and cons. What does it say in the map? It's, again, north and south. Mm-hmm. North is Italy. Yeah. South is Ethiopia. Yes, yes, absolutely. Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People in the north will say that, absolutely. Now, what Poland thinks of Italy? Oh, <laughs> I don't know what you guys think of us. You know that actually in Poland, I met a lot of Polish people who spoke Italian because they had... Uh, worked in Italy and uh, when I mean they were actually very friendly so I assume they didn't have too much of a bad experience but I really don't know so Poland thinks of you land of Saint Cattle of course yes of course you need to remember that we are very Catholic yes country. and Italians too I mean yeah you know mummy Catholic Church of course yeah, yeah. well you know also Karol Wojtyla was yes You can see his influence in that map quite yeah. a lot, mm-hmm. especially that uh, these maps were... Um, so this is Europe according to countries. The years vary, but it's more or less 2009 to 2012. So his uh, influence was still yeah. very mm-hmm. visible. Okay, so what Russia thinks of Italy? Russia vacations, again, probably very, very beautiful and expensive clothes. Um i think that Russians and, and Italians love, I mean, I think they love Italy in general. Museums. They love our museums. No? No. Shopping center. Yeah, there they, there you go. Yeah, they do come to shop a lot and to go to museums. Yeah, we have a Now. lot of Russians. Spain. Spain. Yep. What Spain thinks of us? Yes. We're the same. We're exactly the same, really. But the only difference is that They have proved, especially in the last 20 years, to be a little bit more progressive than us. So go ahead in the direction, Spain. But we're exactly the same people. So Spain divides you. North Again, and it's south. Again, it's north and south. North is mama's boy. <laughs> 
No, that's north and south. It's not just the north. Really. And south is Catalonia Oriental. <laughs> you see? You see? We're the same thing. And actually, historically, Spain, we were, uh, Italy was a part of Spain. Well, the south of Italy was a part for Spain for very, very long. And uh, also the north of Italy, Milano, was a part of Spain for a little while in the 17th century. So, again, we're really basically the same people. And I will say that we're every single boy in Italy is a mama's boy. Not Maybe 99.9%, but I will save only 0.01%. Yeah. Going back from Europe a little bit, what do you think USA thinks of Italy? I will give you a hint, this is 2012. Oh my God. Food, probably. Just food. Eat, pray, love. Something <laughs> like that. Yeah. It's godfathers. Godfathers. Of course. But Americans don't know anything. I mean, like, they they don't even know that the mafia comes from Sicily. Like, even though in the godfather they go to Sicily and not to random Italian place. Yeah. So now complicated ones mm. Switzerland wow Switzerland of us again I think they despise us just like the Austrians it's interesting for Switzerland because to give you the extent we have the maps I did everything in Excel <laughs> like Magda really has fun doing this podcast right? <laughs> yeah sometimes and it was hard for me to put it in Excel because the tippy top of the north it's just apples <laughs> Yes, you know, it's funny because that is a part of Italy that it's they call themselves South Tyrol. Tyrol is a part of Austria. And uh, in Austria, they call them Alto Adige. So like the north part of that part of Italy. So, yeah, it's I understand. That's where all the apples are made. <laughs> all of the Italy. Mm hmm. From the apples to the yeah. bottom is the third world. Yes, yes, absolutely. I can see why they believe that. Yeah. But the Sicily is mafia. Oh, well, at least they know where the mafia is from. <laughs> it's good, you know? At least they're a little less ignorant than the Americans. Also, it's because Switzerland also divides Europe into four parts. And it's uh, you uh, are welcome to the part of Eurozone. Oh, wow. Thank because you. Because they are very... You, Switzerland. Um, yeah. Apparently, they... Okay. What Vatican thinks of Italy? Vatican. Italy is basically where they get all their money from. Italy is what... It's like the Vatican is the parasite and Italy is the body of... They are being the parasite of. Because you know that the Catholic Church doesn't pay any taxes. Yes. So, you know, that's why they're so rich. So I don't understand why the most expensive museum in Rome is the Vatican Museums. I mean, guys, I don't think you need money, you know? Anyway, so I think that Vatican believes that, like, they're, you know, or at least I wish they believed they were the parasite of a very big body. <laughs> so first of all, Vatican divides Europe into three parts. And you are in the part of righteous people. Ah, yes, because so, they're all Catholics, of course. Yes. <laughs> And you are papal state. Exactly. Well, what did I say? You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will not I, uh, comment further because side, otherwise... Side yeah. note on, on that, the Vatican thinks of uh, Belarus as uh, WTF? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's very interesting. To <laughs> are they Catholic? 
No, no of course not. So, they don't but care. they're in part of Europe as misguided brothers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the lost sheep. Yeah. And uh, the rest of Europe, uh, meaning Iceland, UK, I guess Germany as well, uh, Netherlands, Denmark, and uh, Finland, Sweden, Nor- uh, Norway, also Estonia and Latvia are in the part of Europe called bastards. Yeah, their souls have been lost to the yes. devil. Yeah. Uh, and I would like to also say that according to Vatican, uh, Iceland is hell. Of course. Uh, which is yeah. quite ironic yeah. <laughs> for Iceland. Of, yeah. <laughs> the land of <laughs> atheism. But you know that actually in some cultural traditions, hell or their equivalent frozen. of hell is frozen yeah. and not. Yeah. And I like also the Netherlands is just, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, atheism. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Now, what Turkey thinks of Italy? I don't think they hate us. Do they? We're kind again. It's kind of the same thing, you know. Italian people and tr- Turkish people look very much alike, I believe. In general, the stereotypical. Since we're talking about stereotypes, the stereotypical appearance. I would disagree. Like apart from the big beards for the men, I would disagree. Yeah, you know, like dark skin, dark eyes, dark hair. Yeah, but I've all the Turkish people that I've met during this experience, the EVS, they could have been totally Italians. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Italy is Anatolia Romana. There you go. See, we're the same people. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what Luxembourg thinks of you? Oh my God, probably they think we suck all the money from the European Union or something like that. We're just Ethiopia, just like Switzerland, (laughs) I believe we are. First of all, you are in fat people with poor accounting skills. Yes, you see. And noisy. And noisy. That's So the, the long thing is for some of the countries in general, Portugal, Spain, Italy, <laughs> and Greece. <laughs> the pigs, yeah. <laughs> and uh, for Italy specific, it's just noisy. Yeah, noisy. Well, that's a common trait, but I think that's actually quite accurate. Most people in Italy will be noisy, yeah. Fun fact... Europe in 2009, so the whole European Union is Union of Subsidized Farmers. Okay. <laughs> I want to go and see what Luxembourg is like now. <laughs> amazing, amazing. I want to know about Poland. What do people think of you? Oh, many things. So, according to Austria, mm-hmm. we are car thieves. Ah, really? Yes. Uh, it's... I would say partly true, but partly we are getting that uh, opinion from uh, Belarus, Ukraine and Russian Mm. people because the language is similar and nobody from that side of Europe meaning anything, Germany. uh, They don't distinguish. They don't distinguish Mm -hmm. these languages. So that's (laughs) okay. (laughs) What can I say? Yeah. Uh, according to UK, we are pests. Ah, okay. Okay. According to Bulgaria, we are sexy fembots. All right. You know, I was thinking that actually in the UK, there are a lot of Polish people. Working. A lot. So we, uh, UK is the number one country yeah, to migrate. So, I mean, 
they must know a lot of Polish people, and normally they're hard workers. I mean, well, I mean, stereotypes, okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, for France, we are plumbers. Plumbers. See? I completely agree. See? <laughs> for Germany, we are vegetables. <laughs> Because we are very rural countries. Country, <laughs> sorry. Uh, for Greece, we are cabbage. Cabbage, okay. For Italy, we are papal states. Yes, again, of you course. See. That's the... Mm-hmm. Uh, Not Italy, for the Vatican. Y- yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, for Poland, we are just Poland. Mm-hmm. We are very proud of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Russia, we are Finnmongers. <laughs> oh my God. For Spain... We are blonde Catholics. There you go. You see, you see, there are some traits in blonde Catholics. It's wonderful. <laughs> oh, my God. For Switzerland, we got into the part of Europe as rest of EU and Europe. Okay. Just so you're just, you know, there. But even if you weren't there, it exactly. would be the same for them. Okay. And we are actually connected with Lithuania, Latvia and Estonia. And it's Europol du Nord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> For Vatican, we are Northern Roman Empire. Of course. Of and course. we are righteous people. Oh, of course. Of course. The most righteous of all. <laughs> you know. Uh, according to Turkey, we are Passion Land. Passion Land? Why is that? I think... Because um, I was talking with some Turkish people last year. There's a lot of uh, prostitutes in mm, okay. uh, Turkey from, from this part of Europe. Again, they cannot Poland. distinguish. You know, if they come from Hungary, from Poland, from Bulgaria, who knows? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, you know. Amazing. And uh, Luxembourg is uh, quite tricky because we are connected with everything from Estonia... Poland is the border, then goes through, not Czech, Czech Republic is separate. Another thing, okay. Um, but Slovakia, Slovenia, Croatia, everything until Greece and from the other side, Belarus and Ukraine, we are all together. together. And we are kleptomaniacs, gypsies and people who have never heard about us. Okay. Yeah. Which I need to kindly disagree. Yes. <laughs> because I know where Luxembourg is. Yeah. It's so weird, though, because sometimes, you know, I really believe that stereotypes are interesting exactly because they are paradoxically both true and not true at the same time. Sometimes it's amazing to think that, yeah, okay, some people are actually like that. A lot of people are actually like that. But then... It's impossible. Like, just think about the fact, you know, the, par- the stereotype Hungarians have of Italians. It's amazing how much their image of us and our image of ourselves differ. Yeah. It's incredible, really incredible. And in general, it's so funny because personally speaking, just now I was having lunch with uh, my flatmate's family. They're really, really very nice people. And we were talking about this because... Our other flatmate is also Italian, but she's more stereotypically Italian because she has dark skin, dark hair, dark eyes. She's very loud, very expressive, a very big heart. She gesticulates a lot, you know, so she's the, you know, regular Italian in your stereotype. But then you have me. I am 
like I have fair hair, fair eyes, fair skin. I don't gesticulate a lot. I cannot speak loudly. I don't drink coffee. I don't drink alcohol. So I don't appreciate wine. I am absolutely a disaster in the kitchen. I cannot cook. I hate cooking. So what do you say now? It's so interesting yes, to see. Yes, it is. Mm-mm. A couple of things that I need to notice. So the Great Britain um, also has some parts of Europe that are more distinguished than others. And um, I think if I told you the name, you will know what it's about. Evil Federated Empire of Europe. Yes, the EU. Yeah, don't worry. You're leaving soon. Everybody's <laughs> going to be a lot more happy now. Yeah. Uh, it's very interesting how Greece divides Europe. So there's Union of Stingy Workaholics <laughs> in brackets, <laughs> semi-civilized lands. Yeah. Then there's Greek lands, land forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of that is Turkey. Yes. Because... Of course. Turkey, according to um, Greece, is Eastern Greece. Of course. Lent to Turkey forever. <laughs> and Greek lands. Amazing. But only the main part of Greece is we. Mm-hmm. It's not even Greece. It's we. Mm-hmm. Again, very sorry for the noises if you hear them. And the islands that they have, like the 6,000 yeah. islands or whatever, it's uh, rocks for sale. Rocks <laughs> You know, it's funny, but you talked about, you know, semi-civilized place. But it's true that, honestly, especially when I was in France, but also here in Hungary, sometimes I have these surges of, you know, Roman Empire something from inside. And I start saying these people are not civilized. I use the word civilized and civilization quite a lot, not in the sense of... America, the clash of civilizations, in the sense of Roman Empire civilizing the barbarians, you know, especially when I was in France, but now I'm starting to use it also here. Sometimes I really felt like, I know it's a stereotype, but it's true. I did feel like, oh my God, these are really barbarians, you know, like, (laughs) so I think that in Greece also they must have this, absolutely, especially since they are, I mean, they created the Western civilization. I will just mention a few because there's also Europe according to Hungary. Oh, I'm really curious. They hate everybody. Yes. So I will go f- quickly through all of the countries. So Iceland is darkness. Darkness. Uh, Portugal is little Spain. <laughs> Spain is S&M Catholics. Mm-hmm. France is weird cuisine. Yeah. Italy is macaroni. There you go. Yeah. Uh, As if their their cuisine were healthy. But anyway, yeah. I just ate a langosh and like my, my stomach is saying never again, please. Yeah, I, I have to agree that I'm not... Well, whenever I'm talking with people uh, for more than 10 minutes, they are asking me, are you really Polish? So <laughs> I will say that I'm not Polish in general, but... Also, I don't like Polish kitchen that yeah. much because it's the same. It's like heavy, mm-hmm. very oily, greasy stuff that you eat and then you feel like hell for yeah. mm. a week. So I completely mm-hmm. understand. Switzerland, it's our money. <laughs> that area of oh. uh, Belgium, because Luxembourg is not mm-hmm. uh, acknowledged, no, is a mess. A mess, okay. Okay. <laughs> 
Netherlands is bikes, <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, Denmark is recluses. Mm. Germany is control freaks. Control freaks. <laughs> okay. UK is hooligans. Hooligans. Okay. <laughs> I really like the use of word hooligan. Yeah. yeah. Vikings is for Norway. Sexy blondes is for Sweden. And alcoholic relatives is for Finland. <laughs> They're not alcoholic. No. They just, they didn't invent palinka. Mm. No, no, no. Absolutely. Russia. Mm. It's Godzilla. Wow. Okay. Okay. Belarus. Little Russia. Little Russia, so little Godzilla. (laughs) Estonia is cousins. Okay. Why? Good question. I think it's because the Estonian language for a very long time was put into the same category as As Hungarian. Hungarian, Now that theory was defunct, Mm. so it's no longer um, valid. But uh, even I was taught that Mm. in school. Really? So Mm. I think it's because of that. I didn't know. Uh, Latvia and Lithuania are connected. It's a uh, Russian Baltic. <laughs> it's just Russia, Russia, Russia. Yeah. Uh, Ukraine is disorganized crime. <laughs> <laughs> this or- it's beautiful. <laughs> disorganized crime. What do they think of Romania? Subhuman. Subhuman. There you go. You see? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I when I was talking, because one of the volunteers in uh, my association, he's a Hungarian-Romanian volunteer, mm. meaning that he's from Transylvania, mm-hmm. which uh, 86% of people speaks yeah. Hungarian, not Romanian. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. people don't even know Romanian. Yeah. Maybe mm, some of you listening don't know that. Uh, so ha- the Austrian-Hungarian Empire was a big mass of land. After they lost the war, um, Hungary lost uh, a lot of land but the interesting thing is that a lot of people there are communities in Serbia in Slovakia in uh, Romania and in Ukraine that still speak Hungarian and actually are of Hungarian culture they don't consider themselves as Serbians Slovakians Ukrainians Ukrainian not everybody or, yes. no absolutely they, I think they also have a double citizenship, I do believe. Depends, probably. I don't country. know that yeah. uh, political state Mm-mm, on the depends. top of my head. but Sometimes they do. But in general, they yeah. are considered a Hungarian minority in the place they are. Yes. And it's really interesting because, I mean, of course, this creates a lot of problems. But yeah. what he told me, that he was speaking because he knows Romanian as well. Of course. And he was hanging out with uh, Romanian people, like, in a bar. Mm-hmm. He's 20-something, so, of course, you will go hang out with people. Not like we old people. <laughs> 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 That's the, the, the inside of joke of the podcast. And um, he said, like, he was speaking with Romanian. He didn't say where he's from. Well, he was from Romania because he was living in Romania yeah. at the time. And they were talking and he said, like, after they talked for a couple of hours, good couple of hours, that topic of Hungarian-Romanian relationship uh, came. And he said, they told him, like, oh, we hate Hungarians because they are this and that, all of the bad stuff. And 
um, they're not like we don't hang out with them whatever and he was like what if i would told you that i'm hungarian mm -hmm. like we would not believe you but you're cool like you would not be hungarian mm -hmm. You're like, the no, un-Hungarian, no, un-Hungarian un Hungarian. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, no, 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 I'm not joking. Like, I'm Hungarian. And he showed them uh, his ID because he has Hungarian surname as well. So, And they didn't believe, like, he had to show them his ID to... And also another thing, uh, there was a youth exchange done by our association um, with hate speech on internet. And one of the participants was a girl from Serbia, but she's also that Hungarian minority. And she says that their problem is that Serbian says that they're not Serbian and exactly. Hungarians saying that they're not Hungarian. Exactly. So it's a completely different situation. Like both countries are telling that these are not our people. Yeah. And yeah. she says like, well, at some point you need to either adopt or say Whenever you are in Hungary, that you are Hungarian because you speak Hungarian, and whenever you are Serbia, say that you are Serbian because you speak Serbian. Yes, this is actually when all these uh, stereotypes and prejudice things really become dangerous for your safety. Because of course, I mean, we're joking here, and I mean, for me personally, if I go to Hungary and they believe that my people is dirty, it doesn't change anything for me. They're not going to discriminate against me. Also because they don't have dark skin and so on and so forth, because it depends. But in these cases, I mean, there there are a lot of instances of discrimination because, of course, these people, they are discriminated in Hungary because they want to belong to Hungary, but Hungary doesn't want them. And they're discriminated in the place where they live because they, they are not like them. They're not true. Yeah. So insert the country. Sometimes it's really... You know, I was uh, talking about this with a friend years ago. So uh, this friend of mine, she did her Erasmus in Vienna. And during this Erasmus, she met a Turkish girl. And uh, this Turkish girl, we, of course, it was then later, there was this whole referendum in Turkey, remember, when they decided to give Erdogan more power and stuff like that. And... Up to then, Turkey was actually going towards the European Union. I remember there were talks in the yes. European Union of including them into the monetary system and everything because, because they were actually making some progressive efforts on their part. And my friend told me that this uh, friend of hers, the Turkish girl, was... Uh, commenting and writing some stuff on Facebook uh, before the referendum, saying things like this. I did this Erasmus exchange in Vienna, and the only thing I noticed was how many things made us different between me and Austrians, between me and Europeans, between Europeans and Europeans. And I was reflecting with her that Italy, for instance, is a place that is very culturally divided it's our history. We've been invaded by everybody. So I don't know, even really very basic um, habits. If you go on the mountains, people will have dinner at six o'clock and wake up at five. If you go in the south, people will have dinner at nine thirty, ten o'clock and wake up at nine thirty, ten. If you go in the mountains at Christmas, it snows. If you go in the south at Christmas, there tw there's 20 degrees. 
people have very different habits. We don't even speak the same language. Sometimes with my own flatmates, we don't understand each other. And we're not speaking dialect. We're speaking what we think is Italian. And for me, that was always a proof that you can be the same people. You can belong to the same people despite the differences. So if I am Turkish and you are Austrian... Of course, we're going to be very different. <laughs> of I course. Mean, But does that mean that we cannot work together? No. Does that mean that we cannot belong to something together? And it's uh, something that we should uh, reflect upon more right now because I have the feeling, especially in Italy in this moment, that people are condoning and indulging their own aggressiveness on this point. Instead of saying, hey... Let's focus on the things that unite us. They are focusing on the things dividing us. Even when these things are just stereotypes and prejudices. I mean, honestly, in Italy, yesterday I opened this news site and half of the news was of Italians, pure, nationalist, uh, white, <laughs> alpha male, uh, Aryan Italians, shooting or killing black people just because they're black on the assumption that they were thieves, that they are this, that they are that, they are this, and they are that. So I think that it's uh, really, really important, especially now that we understand that, I mean, guys, we share like 90% of our DNA with salad, okay? Salad. So if just 1% of our DNA differs us from salad, it means that the differences between us don't count that much, okay? So it's really incredible how easily we can forget of the consequences of listening to stereotypes in general and of acting upon stereotypes in a very aggressive manner. I have some histories to do with active stereotypes and uh, one that became funny from the very beginning, so I will start from the light one. When I was in Portugal for the Erasmus Plus university program, uh, we were in uh, one of the Portuguese cities. Uh, we went there for a trip and also there was a party, of course, there are students. And I was just talking with people because we were outside because, of course, even it's middle of the winter, it's like 20 plus degrees <laughs> in yes, Portugal. Yes, one of those blessed uh, places. Yes, and... Um, a guy started speaking to me. I knew that he's from Poland, but I was speaking in English at the time. So he said something to me, but I didn't uh, hear exactly what he said. So I just like went ver non-verbally like, can you repeat? And he started speaking to me in English instead of Polish because the first time he said it, it was in Polish. But then he repeated it in English. I have no problem in speaking both, so I reply to him in English. I have no problems. And then he asked me, like, oh, where are you from? I was like, okay, maybe you don't remember me. Not a problem, because I have a good memory for faces. If somebody doesn't, I can understand. And I was like, I'm from Poland. And he was like, oh, really? But I thought you were French. Why? Wow. Because I had red lipstick on. You're kidding me. Nope. 
I started laughing, of course, because this is not something that I will be offended by. You can think whatever you want. I also was thought that I'm Portuguese. I uh, People also thought that I am from UK, I think. Yeah, UK. The thing is that my skin, maybe not now because it's the middle of the summer in Hungary, but normally my skin is very pale, like very, very pale. And also I have blonde hair. So I'm usually fat of the northern countries. But I was very surprised to hear Portugal and France because you have red lipstick on. It's so funny. The other part of stereotypes that I don't like, and also this is not the main reason, but one of the reasons that I don't consider myself Polish anymore. Well, that's also a complicated matter. Simplifying, I don't think I'm Polish. Um, as we discussed it in the, the funny part of stereotypes, uh, we are a very Catholic country. We are called Papal State by mm. Vatican. Like, yeah. There is a reason for it. And this is very heavily seen, especially if in poorer regions, because, of course, poor region, more churches. It's like Vatican. And I heard few of the priests saying that in order to be a good man, you have to be Christian. And also I had one very interesting exchange of sentences because we are a very Catholic state. Uh, there is a mass for beginning of the university year, beginning of the year. Wow. All of that, we have it. And I was waiting on a bus stop going to university. And somebody asked me, I don't remember right now if it was the first question or there was questions before, but we were talking and he asked me, do I know at what time there is a mass for students in one of the church? Because there's one main church that has for all of university students. And I was like, oh, no, sorry, I'm atheist. I don't go to church. I don't know any mm -hmm. information. Normally, I'm very careful with that information. I don't know why I said it in the moment, because also I know that for some people, if I would say that out loud in their face, mm -hmm. the reaction might be different. Mm -hmm. And maybe not, I will not be stoned at the spot, but looks and sights and um, okay, very telling Uh, answer would happen at least once but in this case I don't know why I just said it and he was like oh I'm sorry you are so nice I thought you were Catholic <laughs> at wow. which I didn't know what to reply mm. because this is a person an adult person he's going to university so he must have been at least 1920 he looked 23, 4 Oh, I'm sorry. You're a nice person. You must be Catholic. Hmm. But also my best friend, she at the beginning, because the well, first time we met was high school. We went to high school, the first uh, class throughout the whole high school, and we went to university together. So when we were on the university, we knew each other a little bit better. So started conversations from the beginning of the year, how we thought of each other, which was interesting to do. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of the things she told me, um, 
she was very surprised when I told her that I'm atheist because I was already in high school. And she was like, but no, you're so nice. You're so kind. You're so helpful. Like, you don't swear that much sometimes. But at the beginning of high school, I was not swearing that much. And she said to me, like, if somebody would ask to point a person who would symbolize a Catholic, how Catholic should be, she would say that she would point it to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she was for sure 100%. Like if somebody would ask her, she would say, yes, sure, she's going to church every Sunday. She's going to confession every month, everything. <laughs> and I looked at her and I kind of laughed because yeah. you have to. And I was like, like, girl, I haven't been in confession in a couple of good years. Yeah. I don't go to church. I don't celebrate the, all the Christian things the way you do. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that she was like, oh, then you're not a good person. She was just puzzled. Yeah. How is that possible? You know, it's um, funny because I have a lot of prejudices against Catholic people in general. Me too. Well, I mean, I come from Italy. So Italy being the place where the Vatican State unfortunately is, well... You know, I know a lot of people that were educated in religious institutions. And in general, I know very few people who have had a good experience in the sense that nuns are normally very evil, paradoxically, or yeah. not. At least for me, it's not because I've been exposed to this kind of stories so much that I associate very bad things to the clergy and uh, I associate hypocrisy to Catholic people. For me, Catholic people, people who define themselves as Catholic, in my experience, are normally hypocrites. And that's why I have a lot of prejudice. But lately, in the, in the previous weeks, I had two instances of episodes that really were beautiful. Once, it was uh, with a student of mine. She's Hungarian. She's really very young. She's just 16. And she lives in Nirekiaza. So, stereotypically, I thought that... And, and she also told me that she is Catholic. She actually goes to church. And this was her choice. It was not something she was forced into. So, I thought, you know, well, I mean, she's Catholic and Hungarian and very young. So, probably she doesn't like homosexual people. She's homophobic in general. I went to the gay pride recently in Budapest and I really believe that in general, as much as Seneca believed that it's worth finding a thousand ungrateful people in order to find the one grateful person in your life, it's the same for me for, for anything. It's worth going through the pain of meeting a thousand homophobic people in order to find one non-homophobic person. In general, it can apply to anything. So I was telling her about the fact that I went to the gay pride and I was waiting for the moment when she would say, I don't Stop. agree. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and instead, she said to me, I am Catholic, I am Christian, therefore, I believe that only God can judge and also, I believe that God has taught us to live in love. So what I do is I live in love. I love these people. And if God will judge, 
he will judge. It's not my place to judge. And I, want, I, wanted to cry. I wanted to cry. And recently, again in Romania, we were in Cluj, a very, very, very pretty city in Romania. And there was this church, a very beautiful church that actually looks a lot like Matthias Church in Budapest. And we wanted to visit inside. We were three people. We were three girls. And all three of us were wearing shorts. Some of us very short shorts. So, uh, since we know that it's not appropriate, uh, we went to, there was this uh, man in front of the church, uh, kind of a guardian or something. So, I asked very politely, as you do, we are wearing these clothes. We would like to visit the church. Do you think we can? And he said, it's not the appearance that's important. It's what's in your heart. If you, are, you have a desire to go in, then go in. And again, I just wanted to cry. Because, you see... It's not a matter of what you define yourself as. It's not a matter of being Catholic or not. In the end, it's just being a good person, you know. And a true Catholic, in my opinion, will be like my student, will say, I don't care how you want to be a good person. I don't care that in order to be a good person, you have to pray to Allah, you have to pray to to Buddha, you have to pray to no God because you're an athe atheist. I don't care. For me, for you to be a good person is, is the point. For me to do it truly and for me to do it coherently is to follow the Catholic God or whatever. But for you, you can do the same. The main thing is that we're all good human beings. And I was... I was really moved because they also proved me wrong. My yeah. prejudice was just a prejudice. Well, yes and no, because to Vatican City, you will <laughs> not be let in with Absolutely. the clothes that we are wearing yeah. now. They won't say. It's yeah. 33 degrees outside. Yeah. You can imagine what. <laughs> you know, it's funny because once when I was really, really young, I was a, a child, small child. I don't think my brother was born yet, so I must have been four or five. My mom and I, we were in this church. Uh, I think it was around Christmas, but we actually found ourselves in this church because we're, my mom wasn't used to go with me to Mass or anything. I think we were visiting some uh, nativity scenes because in Italy we have this tradition of nativity scenes uh, in churches and stuff. So we found ourselves inside a church while Mass was being celebrated. And I didn't know what uh, eating a host was. I don't know what didn't know what communion was for. So when I saw all the people in the line going to get their communion, I asked to my mom, Mom, why are they in line? And she said, they are in line because they're going to eat this piece of bread because they believe that this piece of bread is the body of Jesus. And I said, four or five years old, I remember this, and my mother still remembers this, and she keeps repeating it every time to of everybody. <laughs> I said, but... Jesus should be in your heart. You shouldn't eat his body in order to feel it, feel him inside you. And that's kind of the point. Yes. You know, but children sometimes. <laughs> they have that very innocent, but very smart way of smart seeing the world. Because not corrupted Yes. In general, by the idea that you should also control people's minds uh, that the Catholic Church for me has always had. But, you know, that's a political thing. 
children don't think politically. No, they think whatever they want yeah. <laughs> to think. Yeah. And that's amazing sometimes. Yeah. But unfortunately, <laughs> we never realize how much time flies. I mean, no. it's amazing. And I always love to show to Bad that we are running yeah, out of time because her face every time is <laughs> really? like, what? Already? <laughs> I'm really sorry, guys. I mean, uh, every time these episodes get longer and longer, but we just have fun. Really, We have fun and we have so much to say because also... If not the podcast, we would not have time to talk about no, no. about some of the things or some of the topics. So it's us sometimes literally sitting for the first time and hearing our perspective, don't mind the pun, uh, <laughs> about things. And it's sometimes so wonderful to hear the other side, especially that like both of us lived in the different parts of Europe throughout our, our life. So... Like I covered the sides, you covered the <laughs> <laughs> the central, and like yeah, somehow we have everything covered. Yeah, <laughs> almost. Yeah, almost. So, but with that, unfortunately, we, we have need to, to leave you. Yes, and also we have to go out of this horribly uh, hot studio. Yes, it's um, hot in here. We don't have air conditioning or the humidifier. Absolutely, nothing. And it's uh, plus forty degrees since a week ago yeah. already. And they're drilling. If you haven't heard, <laughs> so. yes. So we do <laughs> apologize for all the extra sounds that are not to do with what yeah. we are doing in the studio. Unfortunately, the top of the studio is in the renovation. Um, hopefully, it will be soon done. So no more drilling. Yeah. No more problems. No more torturing your ears with that. No. Mm, yes. And also ours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and with that, we want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. And hopefully to see you next time. Next Friday. Goodbye.